Good morning, friends, and Merry Christmas. My name is Sam Huff, and I'm the pastor at Vernonia Church. I'll be your online pastor today, and I'm so glad that you're here with us to worship today. I want to say welcome to our online worship experience Hey, in just a few moments, we're going to continue our teaching series where we're talking about Christmas carols. And I'm going to share with you a message about, Oh, come, all ye faithful. And it's going to be a great day. Hey, before we begin, though, I have a few things I'd like to share with you that will help you get the most out of your worship experience today. And right from the beginning, I want to invite all of you to interact with what we do here. Whether you're uh, live during the live broadcast or whether you're listening later and joining with us later, I'd like to encourage you to still interact with the message, leave comments, share your thoughts. Maybe if you hear something that means something to you in the comments just you know duplicate what you heard or say amen when we're done praying or say amen when you hear something that that stands out to you that that God's just blessing you with Uh, be sure to to leave comments as you go through this message because in doing that you're helping your online church know that you're with them and that you're here and you're joining us and you're also knowing that your online church is is here with you so I want to encourage you to interact in order to get the most out of this uh, worship this online worship experience I want to also encourage you that uh, if no matter what platform you're joining us here on today, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on one of the iTunes or Spotify, you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to audio on one of the other apps that we're on, I want to really encourage you to make sure you're doing all the things like you're liking and, and you're uh, you're commenting, you're making sure that you're subscribing, and be sure, if you're on YouTube especially, subscribe and hit that sub-notification bell so that you can be alerted when new messages are coming out. And we want to make sure that we're encouraging you to interact that way and to do that to make the most out of this uh, this worship experience. also want to encourage you, man, if you hear something today, and I pray that you do, I'm hoping that God has something to say to you in some way that he connects with you in a special way. And if today during our worship time, something God does or something that happens is special to you, I want to encourage you to be sure to share it. Share this message. Share it with people that you care about, people in your life, so that you can help us as your online church be a blessing to the people in your life so that we can, you can help us just lift them up and care for them. And, and so be sure to be sharing this message with them to, to, to make the most of all the tools God's given us so that we can make the most out of this online worship experience. I also want to mention prayer. Some of you have a lot of things that you would like prayer for, and there are some easy ways that you can interact with your online church asking for prayer. One of them is you can just share with us some of the, your prayer requests on your in the comments. You know, if you, if you have some prayer requests, you just want to put it in the comments. Your online church and some of the people that are here or some people who, who connect with you will be praying for you about those things. And so it, you can simply leave a comment and a prayer in a comment. You can also, if 
If you have something a little more uh, confidential, something that you'd like to keep more private, you can use uh, in, uh, private messages, uh, private message. Uh, you could also go online uh, to our website at www.vernonia.church. That's V-E-R-N-O-N-I-A dot church. And there's a prayer tab there. You can click that prayer tab and you'll know for sure that that prayer will come to uh, me. It will come to us here at the church and we can be praying. And if it is confidential, be sure that you mark down that you have a confidential uh, prayer request and we'll be praying for you. And so make sure you use the, you use that and you utilize that. One last thing I want to share with you before we begin is this. I, I have uh, this book that I'd love to get into your hands. It's a book called Unshakable and it's about how to have unshakable faith when life throws storms your way. This is a book that we give everybody who joins us for in-person church, and I would like to make sure that we're offering it to those of you uh, at online church as well. And so if you've never been to Vernonia Church before, if you've never been to online church before, if this is your first or second time with us, we want to give you a gift as our guest, and just be sure to let us know. Leave a comment, send a private message, or when you... Give us your prayer request online. You could simply say the words "unshakable book," and we'll try to get one into your hands to be a blessing to you. Be sure you do that. If you've never gotten one, it's a great book, and and it's a really encouraging book, and it's a blessing, and something you'll be able to hold on to for a long time. And so we want to make sure we get that into your hands. Okay, with all that out of the way. Now let's dive in and begin our online worship experience together with prayer. I want to pray with you, and I want to pray for you today uh, as we get started this morning. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus who loves us and cares for us. God, we celebrate together right now the coming of Jesus Christ into our world We celebrate the Messiah. We celebrate the Savior. We celebrate the love that you show us through him. And God, as we celebrate, uh, we come before you and we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, God, for the joy that you offer us. And we thank you, God, for the victory that you show in the resurrection the victory you show in offering us forgiveness and salvation. And God, I know that there are uh, all kinds of people from all kinds of walks of life who live in all kinds of places who are joining us right now. And I want to pray for each and every one. God, you know who's here. God, I pray that you will help each one have an experience with you as they join us. I pray that you will move that, God, you will touch each one special, touch their hearts, touch their minds. And, God, I pray that you will uh, minister to them. Uh, I know that, that we're all here, God, and, and all of us have, uh, we have, we have the desire to celebrate you and worship you and, and to celebrate Christmas. But, God, we also all come with, with things on our hearts. Some of them are heavy things and some of them are hard things. And, and God, we just ask that you would, you would touch with a hand of ministry those who come and, and they just need to hear from you and, and feel a touch from you and know your presence. And God, I pray that you will move today 
that you will help us to accept your invitation to come and be with you. And in accepting that invitation, God, we invite you to come and be with us. And so we want to meet you here in this time of worship together. In Jesus' name, everybody prayed and everybody said, Amen. And you're writing amen in the comments so I can know that you prayed with me. And uh, so so just want to say once again, thank you for being here. And let's dive in to our message. So we're going to talk about, oh, come all ye faithful. You know, that, that, that song, oh, come all ye faithful. And uh, I, I, I know that you've heard it this Christmas. I know that you've been singing it. Uh, I know you've been singing along as you've listened to your Christmas music. I want to encourage you this week, make sure that you go online, go to YouTube, check out some of the versions of Oh Come All Ye Faithful on there and, and sing along and, and think about that song as as. As, as you go through it after we do this message here today. But to get started, I'd like to share with you an old story that I remember hearing. You may have heard of the man who every year he'd send Christmas cards out and he'd, he'd, he had all his friends that he'd send all the Christmas cards out to. Well, this one year he was feeling a bit grumpy. He decided... I'm not going to fill out cards this year. He was tired of all the uh, the hoopla of Christmas, the commercialism of Christmas, and so he wasn't going to do Christmas cards this year. Well, uh, he held out. He felt firm in his decision. He felt like he had made the right decision. You know, just he felt like it was just so unproductive to send all these cards out to all these people. I'm sure you've been getting Christmas cards. I don't know if you've gotten any, if you've enjoyed getting them. Uh, I don't know if you send Christmas cards out. I'm kind of curious. Do you send Christmas cards? Uh, we, I usually don't. That's not something I do. We do send them out uh, uh, at, at a certain time of the year to say thank you to those of you who have given to the Christmas offering. But, uh, uh, but I don't usually send personal Christmas cards out. It's just not something I ever got in the habit of doing. I know my folks do, and they like doing it. Only how this guy, uh, he was he was filling out was refusing to fill out and send out Christmas cards. Well, he decided uh, after receiving cards from all his friends, he was starting to feel a little guilty. He was starting to feel like maybe I need to send some cards out. And so what he did is, is four days before Christmas, he decided, all right, I'm going to send out cards. Well, he went down to the local store to find some cards and he couldn't find any. Every, every, they were all so loud, except for one little box of cards. And and he just grabbed those cards. He raced home. He he filled, filled out a little bit on the cards, signed them, and he put the he, he, put, uh, he put the addresses on all the envelopes, got some stamps, put the stamps on them all, and that night he was able to send out 49 cards. He had one that he kept, and he put on the mantle of his fireplace. Well, the next day he was kind of walking through, cleaning up the house. He looked over, and he, he noticed that card on the mantle, and he thought, you know, I, I, I grabbed those cards, and I, I filled them out, and I sent them out to everybody, but I never really looked and read what that card said and so he thought maybe I ought to look at it so he opened the card up and he read it and he was kind of surprised with what he read Uh, the inside of the card said this this cheery card has come to say 
a gift from us is on its way. Well, can you imagine? You just sent out all these cards and you just promised uh, to give all these gifts. Well, we're celebrating Christmas right now. We're leading into the Christmas season, getting ready to, to celebrate and commemorate the coming of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, the, the one who God had promised was on its way. The song, O Come All Ye Faithful, it, it'll be a song to praise God because he has fulfilled his promise. You know, early on, thousands of years beforehand, he promised that a Savior would be it's on on its way that there was a gift on its way he he sent a letter the old testament promising a gift would be on its way and this song oh come all ye faithful is a song that says let's come and and let's rejoice let's celebrate because the the, the savior has been born and so we we sing oh come all ye faithful you know god promised through all these prophets that he would bring this gift and and when this gift comes we're so excited we're so pleased we're so ready to praise god that we want to say oh come all ye faithful come and adore him let's all come and get together now i don't know if you've ever had a gift that you received, maybe a Christmas gift where you just had to say, hey, come check out what I got. Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of one of those people that when something interesting happens in my life, when something uh, that, that gives me joy happens, or when I receive something, a gift, or there's something big going on, I want to share it with my friends. I want to share it with the people in my life. Well, I, I can remember one year I got a, a gift for Christmas. It was a sled. Now, if you grew up in New York like I did, upstate New York has lots of snow, and so you live with snow like six months out of the year. I Usually, I think snow starts somewhere in October, and, and, and it seems like I remember... I remember the summertime still having snow in in months like June and even into July. I mean, I remember lots of snow. And I remember sledding was kind of one of the main things I did as a kid during the winter. And and I I wanted this sled that looked really cool. Uh, I wanted a sled. This sled had brakes on the sides, and and it looked like a, a... it looked like one of them really fast boats, you know, the racing boats where you would sit on that sucker and it had like a, a seat. It was all streamlined looking. And I asked for a sled like that. And, and that one Christmas, I received the sled I asked for. And I was so excited. I, I had to call up my friends and say, hey, let's go sledding together. Now, we had this place that we would sled just down the street from my house where I grew up. It, it was a it was a place where there was a culvert going over over a walking path. The culvert was, I don't know, maybe like 10 feet high, 8 to 10 feet high. I couldn't tell you exactly, but it was pretty high. And uh, I mean, you had to be able to walk through there and get through there and drive through there. It might even been higher than 10 feet. I don't know. But what I do remember is every year we would sled off the edge of that culvert because if you did it just right and got some momentum going, you would launch and then you would drive 
drop down to, if there was enough snow, it was safe to do this, you would drop down about 8 to 10 feet and hit the path and you'd continue to sled down a hill. And so I had to try the brand new awesome sled out uh, going down that hill. And so I got in that sled and got it ready, got it going, and I hit the jump and went off the jump. And I learned a couple things. I learned a couple things that day. One of them was that when you have a nice, fancy, cool sled that you're sitting upright on, it's not the best sled to go off a, a eight to ten foot jump with. It kind of hurts your keister <laughs> when you hit the bottom. And, uh, and and I remember that. And I also remember learning that fancy sleds aren't meant for that kind of thing. Uh, that sled was the most awesome sled to go down a long hill with you know and if you needed a break or turn or something it was fun to do but we actually found over the years that the best sleds for that jump were the little round ones that were cheap and uh, that you could sort of lay on your belly on and and go off in a way it doesn't hurt your rump well anyhow uh, have you ever received a gift that you were excited to receive and you just had to tell other people, hey, come, come, let's share in this, the excitement of this gift with me, enjoy this gift with me, celebrate with me, I've received this gift. Well, if you ever have, you, you kind of you know the heart or the meaning of the song, O come, all ye faithful. This song is an invitation to come. It's another one of the Christmas hymns that we've been talking about, one of the other Christmas carols that we're talking about here in this series. Uh, This Christmas carol was also, kind of like the last one we talked about, it was also written in the mid-1800s. Actually, some say that it was written in the 1700s. It was originally written in Latin, and then it was translated in the mid-1800s into English to be the song that we know today. Today, O come, all ye faithful. And I'm not going to sing it, just like I've said, every other sermon that I've shared uh, one of these songs with is that you don't want me to sing it. Uh, it, it I, I'm not, this, this vocal box wasn't made for singing. I was kicked out of choir when I was a kid because I couldn't sing, and, and, and the, the teacher thought I was goofing off and playing around but really no I I just couldn't sing well and so but the songs uh, the verses of the song uh, oh come all ye faithful joyful and triumphant oh come ye oh come ye to Bethlehem come and behold him born the king of angels oh sing choirs of angels sing in exaltation oh come oh come ye to Bethlehem come and behold him born the king of angels and this song it's another one of those songs that you know if you if you sing it not quite right it really sounds off but if you hear someone sing it with talent if you hear someone sing it it can send shivers up and down your spine Uh, even though it's very repetitive it is a beautiful beautiful song Come and behold him. And there's all kinds of messages, I think, in this song. There's a message in this song that reminds us that this Jesus who was born was born to be worshipped. That this Jesus who was born that day was born the king over all. The king, not over 
just men, not over just the earth, not over the universe, but the king over angels. He's the king over all. And this Jesus who was born, was born to reconcile sinners and to bring forgiveness and salvation and bring a call. And Jesus, this birth, this this Jesus who was born would inspire all of creation to sing his praise. Come and behold him. Sing choirs of angels. You know, earlier in this series, we talked about why we sing. Why do we sing hymns? Uh, Why do we sing worship and praise songs? Why do we sing these old Christmas carols? Why do Christians sing when they worship God? Well, Sometimes we talked about how we sing because, well, it's, it's like a prayer put to a melody. Sometimes the song we're singing is, is expressing love and appreciation or, or it's crying out to God for help in a certain way. It's, it's declaring that he's our savior. It's sharing with him our belief in him. Other times when we sing, we are inviting our own hearts to get along little doggy like we're we're telling our hearts let's get a move on here sometimes we sing and it's it's sort of a, a song to inspire us to move on and to take steps of faith to move forward uh, sometimes that's the intent of the song other times the intent of the song is to not just speak to ourselves but to speak to those in our lives around us and to say hey let's all get along Let, let's all get a move on Let, let's all start living out this faith. And and I think this song, this O Come All Ye Faithful, is one of those songs with an invite for all who are joining us. You know, O Come All Ye Faithful, O Come All of You Who Are In Online Worship Today, O, o Come All of You, and let's sing His praise, let's praise His name, because He's the Savior who was born in Bethlehem, and, and He's the Messiah and the King who has come. And so it's sort of an encouragement to our hearts to say, let's all accept his invitation. And what I want to do is I want to talk about the invitations in this song. I think there are some invitations in this song. Oh, come, let's come. You know, when we when we had the last time where we had the words, oh, come, uh, it was sort of a, oh, come Jesus into our lives. And now this is an, oh, come, like, let's all come together and come to Jesus. Uh, Jesus comes to us and we invite him to come to us. But here we're saying, oh, come, let's all go and gather together and worship. Well, let's all go to get together online and worship. Let's all go to get together in person and worship. Let's let's come. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Let's worship this Jesus. And, and here are some of the invitations that I think we find in this song. The first one is this. You might write down and take some notes. You might grab a pen, a pencil, a paper. I encourage you to do that because I encourage you to interact as much as you can with your worship time that you're doing here because the more that you interact, the more you write down, the more you think about it, the more you're letting it sink into your heart and marinate and maybe God will be working in a special way and move in it. And so you might write this down. The first one is this. We're invited to come close. We're invited to come and adore him. 
We're invited to come close to Jesus. We, we sing this song, oh, oh, Come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. And, and when it's sung really loud and really nice, it, it's one of those things that makes us stop and think, Wow, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. And, and, and I don't know if you ever actually thought about those words before and, and what they're saying. Or, or you ask the question, well, who is this faithful, joyful, and, and triumphant one I'm in, inviting to come? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're saying, let's come before Jesus, all you who are faithful and joyful and triumphant. And, and you know, sometimes when I'm listening to this song, sometimes when I'm living my Christian life out, sometimes I could probably be disqualified for this invitation because sometimes I don't look joyful uh, faithful and triumphant you know for most of us I think if we were to listen to this song and really think about it our minds would disqualify us right from the beginning it would say to us well it's inviting the faithful joyful and triumphant but I look uh, less like a faithful joyful and triumphant person and more like a, a doubtful depressed and defeated person uh, we might have to change the words of the song you know for for those of us who are who are like that at times it'd be something like oh come all ye doubtful depressed and defeated oh come <laughs> and we, we would we would sing because aren't we like that sometimes honestly I mean, sometimes we can be like that even in the midst of a Christmas season where we're thinking about joy and faithfulness and comfort and, and, and we're thinking about the triumph of Jesus' arrival. And, and yet, what I want to say is don't let your mind disqualify you too quickly because you qualify. You and I, we qualify. When we believe in Jesus and we come to Jesus, uh, he makes us qualified. You know, when we think about this idea of, of come all ye faithful, I, I think about how even if we're not always amazingly faithful to God and, and faithful in life, you know, sometimes I, I can be faithless. Sometimes I can struggle with faith and wrestle with faith. Other people might sometimes have more faith than me and this song might apply to them more than it does to me. Other times, uh, you you might have may, more faith than me, and 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 you might feel like, well, I'm not really there. I'm not this faithful person. I'm more like, oh, ye of little faith. When Jesus was talking to people who were listening him to him sometimes, and yet this is still an invitation for you to come close to the Christ Child. We'll talk about why in just a second and you think about this idea of, of come all ye joyful you know uh, even if we have times where we do have joy sometimes we have times where we're not so joyful we're not so happy we're 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 not even the nicest people to be around sometimes uh, maybe you that's not you right now but but you know you've had times where you had sad days and days filled with sadness and tears and and you know that you've had seasons of depression and where you would say to your heart why why are you so downtrodden just like the psalmist says and you might even have a 
prescription for some of your struggles. And so when you, you sing, Oh, come all ye joyful, you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not naturally joyful. I, I, I struggle with joy. And maybe this is a season that reminds you of something that well, it's heartbreaking. And so you struggle with the idea of joy in the midst of feeling loss. You know, this is still an invitation for you to come close to Jesus, your Savior. We'll get to why in just a second. And maybe when it comes to the idea of triumphant, you don't feel like you're winning in life. Sometimes you feel like it's just the opposite. You feel like maybe you're losing more than winning. You, you feel like maybe you're failing more than you are succeeding. And, and you feel like maybe you have more losses and you have more mistakes and you have more failures than you do wins, especially when it comes to your Christian walk and your faith. Sometimes you feel like you're failing as a husband Sometimes you feel like you're failing as a wife. Sometimes you feel like you're failing as a parent. Sometimes you feel like you're failing as a student. Sometimes you feel like you're failing as a team member. Or you feel like you're failing at work. Sometimes you feel like you're failing instead of winning. And and so you would struggle with the idea, Oh, come, you who are triumphant. And yet... This song is an invitation for you to come close to Christ, your King. And we'll talk about how this works. You see, here's how it works. Jesus invites you to come to him. He invites you to come. He invites all of us who are here in online worship to come to him, to to be with him. You know, in Matthew chapter 11... Verse 28, he doesn't say, come to me, you who are faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Uh, Here's what he says. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdens uh, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Who's he inviting there? Just leave me a comment. Let me know. Who do you see him inviting? He's inviting people who are weary and heavy burdened, people who feel a heavy load, a a spiritual weight, a, a struggle in their life, and he's inviting them to come. And that means he's inviting you and me to come. In Matthew 9, verses 12 to 13, it says this, When Jesus heard this, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. And here's what he says next. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Someone asked the question again, who is he inviting? Who do you see him inviting here? He's inviting sinners and people who have sin in their life. He's inviting people who have been unfaithful, people who have failure, people who struggle with joy. And he's inviting us who are spiritually sick to come to him, the great physician. Now, I don't know 
who you think that includes. But if I was going to be honest, I would say it includes me. It includes me when he says, come, you who are sick. Come, you who have sin and need forgiveness. But here's the cool thing. You see, I I could take all these thoughts and put them together in this thought. That Jesus invites you to come to him just as you are. But I want to share a thought that a pastor once shared with me. The, the preacher at the church where I gave my life to the Lord, a little church in Rochester, New York, his name was Chris Backus. I remember him teaching me to think of this thought, that Jesus invites us all to come as we are, but he loves us way too much to leave us that way. He invites us to come just as we are with with all our sin, faults, and failures, with all our sickness. But he loves us too much to leave us sick. He wants to bring healing into our lives. He he loves us too much to leave us burdened. And he's going to bring joy into our lives, real joy. And and he loves us too much to leave us in a place where, where we don't, have faith to leave us into a, in a place where we are continually unfaithful he he loves us too much to leave us that way and so he wants to bring us to a place of faith and, and he starts all of it on the inside and so here at the beginning i want to encourage you to think this thought or, or to experience this thought with me that jesus accepts me just as i am but he loves me too much to leave me that way that's why when i come to jesus at the cross when he dies on the cross for my sin and pays for my sin, he gives me credit for faithfulness. And he gives me a real reason deep down in my soul to have a joy that I could not know any other way. And he brings me the one triumph the one win that I need the most in life. The triumph over sin and death. And he promises to give me eternal life. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And so he invites us to come and experience that new life by coming close to him. So number one is we come close to him. And and number two is this, we're invited to become faithful. While on one side, Jesus sees us as faithful because of what he did for us on the cross and how he gave us credit for the faithful life he lives. Uh, On the other side, God invites us not to stay in a place of unfaithfulness, but to grow in faith and to grow to become faithful. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, the Apostle Paul says this, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects 
our faith. You know, being full of faith and being faithful, it begins with Jesus. That's how we do it, Paul says. It begins with Jesus and and, and putting our eyes on him and putting our, our heart in his direction. It begins by by fixing our eyes on him rather than on all other things in this life. And sometimes the Christmas season is a great season to be reminded that my eyes have a tendency to want to be fixed on other things but they need to be fixed on Jesus because if I can fix them on Jesus, I will learn to be full of faith because Jesus is the perfecter of my faith. And if I want that faith to grow and to deepen, Paul will continue to tell us how to do that. And he tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, he says, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. And he'll describe the way that faith Faith comes from hearing God's word. It comes from diving into God's word. It comes from understanding and digging into the gospel. And so if I want my faith to increase, I need to increase my time in God's word and getting to know the gospel and getting to know Jesus. And and my faith will grow and it will become stronger as I realize God is with me, that God is caring for me. And every time I face troubles, every time I face maybe a trial or a challenge, in my life, I, I will know as God shows himself more, I will know deeper faith. I, I will know deeper faith, not, not just from reading his word, not just from fixing my eyes on Jesus, but as I go through life and Jesus helps me through life and he's there with me through life, uh, my faith's going to grow because I'm going to know the presence of Jesus and the and the help of Jesus. And so I'm going to grow in faith. And, and here's how I think that works. You know, this has been a season. It's been a tough season for a lot of people. 2020. Here we are in December 2020 moving into the Christmas season. And, and boy, this year and even this season right now is tough for small businesses. It's it's tough uh, because of all the the different rules and regulations in, in our state, especially here in Oregon. Uh, there are all kinds of things happening to make it tough for small businesses. And, you know, it's been tough for churches, too. Together as a church at Vernonia Church, we We've been praying that God would work in spite of the shutdowns and the lockdowns and the difficult regulations. We've done our hardest to try to abide by what our state's asking us to do and yet to find creative ways to continue to minister and grow and and watch God work. And I believe there's a real spiritual side to what's happening around the world with COVID. I believe that there's a spiritual side of it. There's been a, a spiritual, I, I, I think you could say like a, a, a spiritual attack where our enemy is trying to use this to hurt the church in a special way. There's a spiritual battle going on. I mean, as a pastor, I bet you if you asked any pastor right now, they would tell you that, that they're seeing an increase in marriage and family problems. They're seeing an increase in, in, in children being hurt because they're stuck at home. They're, they're seeing an increase in seeing families just struggling, really going through difficult times. We're seeing an increase in people struggling financially as their businesses are struggling or their jobs lost or, or whatever it is. We're seeing a lot of struggle and it's becoming somewhat of a spiritual struggle because it's affecting people in their 
faith. It's affecting them at, at home and it's hitting them hard. We're, we're seeing an uptick in people who are struggling with sin and temptation and addictions. And we're seeing people give in and we're seeing people who are struggling to stay faithful to Jesus. But we're seeing people who really were getting a, a good start on their spiritual life with church attendance and getting into the word and and prayer and, and really trying to pursue God. And we've seen this COVID thing just almost shut that down. We've seen people who were uh, going from mediocre faith to strong faith just kind of go to no faith and no, no, no engagement with their churches. I mean, the church has seen a lot of things happening that, that are that are kind of painting the picture for Satan, trying our enemy, trying to use this as a spiritual battle. At the same time, we're seeing God work in amazing ways. We're seeing God reached out to people who are beyond the borders of our town, our community, our state, and we're seeing God make a difference with online church. We're seeing God work in some of these cases where people are having this spiritual battle at home or in their life, and God is moving and God is working. And, and you know, there are some things I, I think God has done just to tell us, hey, I'm here with you. And, and I'm moving, Vernonia Church. I'm, I'm here with you, and I'm still working through what you're doing. You know, on Monday, I, I had the opportunity to meet with a couple. Uh, th- this, this great young couple who just moved to Vernonia, our little town, three months ago. And, and, and they attended Vernonia Church one time in person. But they've been joining online. They haven't been during the online live times. They've been watching later and afterwards, which is still cool because you can still interact and you can still connect and you can still do all the same things as when you do it live. But but they've been joining and, and they called me up and they said, we'd like to get baptized. I said, that'd be great. Let's meet together and study and We met together Monday. We studied together for about an hour or so. And then we had two baptisms right here in front of me where I'm sitting right now. We had two baptisms here. And, and, you know, it was just a great time to celebrate that God is moving and God is working and new life is happening. And I think those two baptisms are a way for God to say to you, Vernonia Church Online, and to say to Vernonia Church in person, I'm still here and I'm still working. And no matter what Satan or the world or other people might intend for bad, God will turn it around for the good of those who love him. And when we see God bringing victories and people giving their life to Christ, well, that's evidence that God is here and he's moving. That's God saying, build and building faith for those of you in Vernonia Church. And you know, I I was thinking about it and and it's pretty cool because that's the 10th baptism we've had uh, during the COVID shutdown. And God's moving, isn't he? And and you know, that's that's exciting to me because God has been doing neat things through it. And, And three of those baptisms were people who really haven't been a part of our church before, but they've been a part online. And so even there we see God is moving. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening today and you've never been baptized, you've, you've never made a first-time decision to accept Jesus and, and to begin faith by fixing your eyes on him, I want to encourage you to make a first-time decision today. 
If you would, and you want to make a first-time decision, maybe just send a a private message or leave a comment that says first-time decision. It would be encouraging for us to see somebody making a first-time decision for Jesus. And if you really want to, you can go to Vernonia Church, vernonia.church, www.vernonia.church, and and send us a prayer request and just say, I want to pray that that Jesus will help me make a first-time decision and forgive me. And I want to encourage you to do that. We'll contact you. connect with you and and lead you through the process of of saying yes to Jesus and receiving what he has to give. And I love baptisms uh, just as much as I love first-time decisions, maybe even more, because baptism is sort of where we kind of say, I'm all in with this. I'm not just making a decision, but I'm all in. And if you're here with us and you have yet to be baptized and you would like to be, just let me know. I'd love to see God move again. And, and I'd love to be a part of God moving in your life. So I'd love to just let us know in the comments or, or let us know in private message or, or through the prayer request on our, on our webpage. But God has been moving. And those kind of things build faith. I have another faith builder for you, Vernonia Church. And it's this. You know, this Sunday... God moved in a in a really cool way. Every year during the Christmas season, we have a Christmas offering that we do. I, I like to find a, a catchy theme. I like to try to uh, use this Christmas offering to praise God, glorify God, and do some great project together as a church. Well, this year we decided we wanted to buy new boots and helmets for the Vernonia Volunteer Fire Department. They're still fighting all these wildfires and, and fires and, and going out on calls with rubber boots and and, and uh, they're they're using old helmets that are outdated, and they have to wear multiple helmets for different kinds of, of fires. And we as a church have said we want to help our firefighters and, and raise money for, as a Christmas offering together to buy new boots and helmets. And, and the first goal we had to do that was $7,200. Well, here's an exciting thing. We have eight weeks left. We always start in November and go to the end of January so that people could give weekly to this offering, this special offering. Well, last Sunday, we received over 7200 or sorry, we received over 5000 or just about $5,000, and now we are over $7,200, and we've reached our first goal for the Boots on the Ground Christmas offering. And so, uh, good job, Vernon. Church, great job! You who are a part of the online church that are giving, and and it's amazing because that's another way you would think raising money to do something like this during a time of economic uncertainty would be hard. But man, I don't think we've ever reached our goal so fast, and I'm just so proud of you, and and I'm ecstatic that now we are guaranteed to be able to buy the boots and helmets that our fire department needs, and so. Where we're at right now with it is this. Every year we also have miracle goals where we say if we can reach this amount above and beyond our original goal, we will do something else special. So we want to continue blessing our fire department. And uh, here's what we are going to do. They are also still using, they need three of them. They're still using outdated turnouts, which is the pants and boots uh, or pants and, and, and jackets that our firefighters wear. 
where. And we need three new turnouts for our Vernonia Fire Department. As you can imagine, clothes that you would wear into an inferno or a fire uh, and fight the fire with would be expensive, and they are. And so our next goal is $9,000. If we can raise $9,000 as our miracle goal, which is the way I say it is that's above and beyond. We're just, it's a miracle if we can do it, then we're going to buy one new turnout for the fire department and we i i this year i said let's set a miracle miracle goal of 12,000 if we can reach 12,000 we'll buy three new turnouts and we'll be able to outfit the vernonia fire department the volunteer fire department that's been going out and 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 fighting these fires wildfires in oregon that's been taking care of our community and highways and 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 they're just a great fire department uh we want to bring them all up to speed with their personal protective gear well that said that just the idea that we reached our first goal here at the beginning it's amazing it's another way where god is saying vernonia church i'm with you it's a what I would call a faith builder because God's moving and, and God's, God's acting and he's, he's inspiring his people to give. And, and I'm just so excited because now we've already reached our main goal and, and now we can work on the miracle goals. And, and I thought, man, having a miracle, miracle goal was a crazy idea, but now maybe God's going to move and do it. And, and it's fun and, and it's exciting to see, especially when we as a church are raising money to give away. Usually the people outside the church think of the church as as an organization asking for money. Well, here we're an organization giving money, and I'm excited to do that in the name of Jesus and in the name of Jesus coming to be our Savior. We're doing this Christmas offering, and God is moving. And you know, when we go through a spiritual battle and when we go through spiritual struggles and God moves and God provides, those are faith-building moments, moments where we can really understand what Isaiah was getting at you know in Isaiah 43 2 to 3 it says this when you go through deep waters I will be with you when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown when you walk through the fire of oppression you will not be burned up the flames will not consume you for I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel your Savior and we want to take a hold of a promise like that that you know what god is with you vernonia church he is with you all you who are online joining us he's with us and we are moving and we're seeing god at work and it's being a faith building time isn't it i'm just curious has god done anything in your life to help build your faith through this COVID time? If he has, maybe mention in the comments one of the ways, one of the one of the things he's done or or how he's worked. Maybe just praise him and say, you know, thank you, Jesus. You took care of me during COVID. You provided for me. I I, I kept my job. I, I I got a raise or I was able to 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 see God work in this way or that way. I'm just curious or I'd like to encourage you to engage and let us know how's God moved and how's God showed you that he's with you during this time well the next one is this the next part of the invitation it's an invitation to to great joy you know in galatians 5 22 the apostle paul tells us that 
joy is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 5, he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But I want to focus on joy. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. Joy. Joy. It's a word that can mean to be filled with happiness, to be filled with, 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 with a fulfilling happiness that you might have in your life. And, and this happiness is a little bit different than the happiness that, that the world pursues. When the world pursues happiness, it's pursuing something that can be bought, that can be built out of an experience that could be manufactured by trying to be in the right place at the right time or having the right fun thing happen or, or watching a comedy. It's sort of something that we try to manufacture. But this joy that we're talking about is a joy that is not dependent on what's happening around us or happening to us us or happening in us. This joy is something that we can have no matter what. This is a joy from God. And what he says here is that the only place to get this joy is from Jesus. The only place to get this joy is from the Holy Spirit who is God in us. And if we can have Jesus and have God in us, then we can experience this joy. Right now in Oregon, uh, if you have late season apple trees or you have apples still on your trees, you have had some visitors. And I say visitors because I hate the word visitor. Uh, Usually a visitor is someone that you don't want coming by and you'd like to see them leave. I like using the word guest when I talk about people coming to church or coming to online worship for the first time. You're our guest. You're not a visitor. But but for some of you, if you have these apple trees, you've had visitors. You've had deer. And I've, I've had these deer that have been coming to my place. And in the years past, they've been visitors because I didn't want them. Uh, they would eat my garden. They would get into my apple trees and not let them grow. But now I have my garden fortified with a Fort Knox type uh, fence and and my trees have all gotten big enough that the deer don't really keep them down and so I'm okay with them I've gotten to know them a little bit but you know if and I've enjoyed them I've actually gotten to where I'll grab an apple and I'll walk up and see how close I can get sometimes they'll let me within like two or three feet of them and then I'll toss the apple to them and they'll eat it and they'll just stay there and I've got this couple families of deers uh, some does and some fawns and and they're all kind of growing up and I'm watching them in my yard eating my apples and the reason they're there right now is because the right kind of fruit tree is growing the right kind of fruit that they could eat they'd be wasting their time if they tried to camp out under my plum trees or my fig trees they they'd be wasting their time if they tried to camp out under the early season apple trees but because i have some later season apples they're they're there and uh, they're they're enjoying the fruit and, and i'm saying all that to get to this that that this is a fruit that you can only have in your life one way from the tree of faith in Jesus Christ from the tree of 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 loving Christ it can't be manufactured can't be 
created. You can't create the right atmosphere, the right moment to to make this kind of happiness that we're calling joy from God. This kind of joy is dependent on Jesus and, and not on anything in the world. One man said it this way, you see, worldly happiness hangs on what's happening around us, to us, and in us. And that means that often our happiness changes as what's happening changes. But when we have Jesus' joy, our happiness and joy hang on Jesus. And he never goes away, and he never changes. Even though our lives might go through changing circumstance, when we're fixing our faith and our eyes on Jesus, we can still have joy. Even though we can go through a tough year like 2020, and, and even though people who are our friends are posting that how, how much they hate this year, how hard this year is, how much they've struggled this year, even though a lot of us have gone through the very same struggles they have, we can still have joy. Because this joy isn't dependent on a good year. This joy is dependent on Jesus, who's died on a cross, who rose from the dead, who sits at the right hand of God, and who offers us his peace and joy. So, this is an invitation to come and know his joy. In Luke 2, the angels reassured reassured them don't be afraid he said i bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people the savior yes the messiah the lord has been born today in bethlehem in the city of david what was the reason for the great joy the great joy was the messiah the Lord has come. Come, behold him. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Come and behold him. And so there's an invite here in this song to come close. There's an invite here to become faithful. There's an invite here to great joy. And, and finally, there's an invite here to a final triumph. There's an invite to a final triumph. You know, we do experience now when we come to Jesus, we, we experience some triumph over sin and death, and, and we experience this triumph where we hold on to faith and hope that we will be resurrected, that we'll never be condemned because Jesus promises us that there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But the day will come when we all experience a final triumph. Oh, man, I can't wait for that day. We will experience this final triumph in Jesus. You know, in Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet described Jesus' final triumph. He, he described it, and he, he talked about it in prophecy, and he said this, for us a child is, or, or for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince 
of peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make all of this happen. He's with you, and he will bring you to that final triumph and he wants you to experience that great triumph and and even though you may be in a place in life where you feel like man I just don't feel triumphant I want to encourage you that you can experience triumph triumph from him you can look forward to the final triumph and until you do you can remember he's with you I don't know if you've ever seen a lion in person, but I want to do something that uh, one time I I had a, a a preacher do for me. I had someone do this and, and lead me through this, and and it's kind of helped me experience a, a triumphal Christian life at, at many times where I probably would have given up. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever seen a lion. I've seen them at the zoo. They're they're big. They're intimidating. I recently watched a. a a video on Instagram. I was just kind of having one of those moments where I was uh, um, almost uh, just thoughtlessly just scrolling through on my phone watching videos. And, and there was this video of these lions walking down the street and they were walking by cars in the street and all the cars were stopped as this pride of lions came through. And whoa, you know, lions and tigers... Oh my, <laughs> they, they were as big as some of the cars and they were looking right into the windows of the passenger seats and, and driver's seats of the cars. And wow, it just kind of brought into perspective how big and how powerful those things are. Well, Jesus is painted in the scriptures. He's painted as a, as a lion, the lion of Judah. In the book of Revelation, there's a picture of him, this lion sitting on a throne. And uh, I want to just borrow the visual of a lion for a moment. Because what I had someone do for me is they said, listen, when you're tempted and you're dealing with temptation, when you're struggling and you're dealing with some of the struggles in life, when you're going through a spiritual battle and it just seems like you're not gaining traction and you need to just trust in God, do this. Close your eyes. And so I want to invite you, close your eyes and, and just imagine this lion of Judah sitting on heaven's throne. Just imagine this lion, this terrifying lion with a with a great mane. No longer is Jesus this sacrificial lamb that was slain because he's resurrected and, and he is the lion that conquers. So picture him as you close your eyes on the throne. Picture him with hosts of Heavenly hosts of angels armed with flaming swords, armed with, uh, with the battle armaments of heaven. And they're all standing before him, praising him, ready to move at his will and do his bidding. And you're facing trials and trouble and you're facing hard times. And 
when you do, you imagine this lion on the throne wearing a crown. This crown is adorned with gems and jewels that are valuable in heaven and, and so valuable that the gold that in heaven is described as pavement. So whatever this crown is like and the jewels on, on this crown are, are just incredibly valuable. On his thigh is tattooed king of kings. There is no other king as powerful, as influential, as fear-invoking, as righteous, as justice, as this king, this lion sitting on his throne. And as you deal with your struggles and feel, well, you feel like a loser at times. You think of this lion and how this lion offers to step down off his throne and to come close to you. So close he offers to be with you. In Matthew 28, Jesus tells us that as we go and make disciples, as we go and do his work, he will be with us to the very end. And so as you're closing your eyes, imagining, picture this lion standing next to you. He promises that no matter what temptation you face, he will give you a way to stand up under it. And so this lion may have to hold something for you, carry something for you, offer you a way, but you know you can trust this lion. This lion tells you, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Not because you've got such broad shoulders, but because he does and he's with you. This lion, as you're picturing him there with you, remember that he promises not only to be with you, but to come inside of you to be in you. He gives you the gift of his Holy Spirit to dwell within you, you victorious Christian. You victorious follower, disciple of this lion. I want you to picture this lion with you. I want you to picture this lion taking care of you and loving you. This lion who promised to give you life. This lion that promises that the power, the very same power that resurrected him from the dead, he will bring into your life. Don't tell me you're a loser. Don't tell me you're a sinner. Don't tell me... Don't tell me you don't have victory because this lion offers to bring it to you. He says, come close. Come close and experience faith and faithfulness. Come close and experience joy. 
even in the midst of trial, because the lion is there in it with you. Come and experience victory because this lion wins. There's no enemy that he doesn't defeat. He destroys his enemies. All nations one day will bow down before him and every knee will bow, every tongue will confess to this lion that Jesus is Lord. Some will say it. Some will say it with regret and sadness because they said it too late. Others, others will say it with victory, with gratefulness, with faith, and with joy. I want to encourage you to picture that lion. And if you can say it today that Jesus is Lord and give him your heart today, then one day you will be able to be one that confesses with victory. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we want to come to you. All of us who are here online want to come to you and know you and know faithfulness and your peace and and this victory. And God, We want to come close to you. God, I pray that the image of the Lion of Judah will be an image that will stay with us throughout this week as we deal with whatever we deal with. That it will stay with us for the rest of our life that we will come to this Lion and and that we will find strength in him. God, forgive us. You tell us if we confess to you, even after we've said yes to you, if we confess to you, you will forgive. And so we ask you to forgive. God, help us have joy. I'm done. I'm done being joyless. I'm done. I'm done trying to manufacture happiness. I want your joy. And God, will you help us to learn what it means to walk in victory in Jesus? It's in Jesus' holy name we all prayed and everybody said together, Amen. Well, I do want to say thank you for joining me as we went through that message together. And and thank you for joining us for online church today. I want to dive into a time where we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And one of the reasons that we do this is so that we are always reminded of the presence of the Lion of Judah in our life. You know, we... We're talking about, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. And, and the only reason that we have joy and triumph is because of what Jesus has done for us. And so that's what this is all about. If you are at home and you have some bread and some grape juice, you could join us in this Lord's Supper time. 
I would encourage you to do that. It's something that we do every time we get together here for online worship. We like to celebrate together this way. And so even though we're apart and we're all at home and and we're all watching in different places, we're all joining one another in this together as we celebrate the Lord's Supper. And so I'm going to take this little Lord's Supper kit and open it up. And there's a piece of bread here and I'm going to eat it. And this bread represents the body of Jesus that was broken for us on the cross. It represents the life that Jesus gave for us. So I'm going to eat it now. And invite you to too. I'm going to open it up here and and uh, have this uh, grape juice. When Jesus told his disciples to do this, he used wine, and we're using unfermented wine, where it's called Welch's grape juice, right? And so, uh, so we're celebrating this. And Jesus said, "Guys, when you get together, do this in remembrance of me." And and he said, "This uh, this this wine th- this represents the blood of the new covenant, uh, the the new relationship that I'm offering you, one where you can experience." joy and victory one where you could experience that faithfulness and so uh, let's celebrate together the blood that jesus shed on the cross by drinking it together and i'd like to just invite you to pray with me and we'll pray a prayer of thanks for the lord's supper heavenly father we come before you and we just thank you that we have a chance to celebrate what jesus did for us on the cross Uh, we thank you for jesus We thank you that he was willing to die for us, Um, that that the lion was was willing to enter into our world and become a lamb, um, to offer himself like a lamb. Uh, But God, even even death couldn't hold you, and you rose from the dead, and, and the lion roars and shows his power. And God, I just pray that you will... uh, that you will come close to us in this moment that we celebrate the Lord's Supper together, that we will experience you and, 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 feel, and feel your presence in our life. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. Well, now we want to enter into a time where we continue worship by receiving an offering. And if you're home, you're clapping. If you're online, you're clapping. If you're driving your car, you got one hand on the wheel and uh, and you're clapping, right? Because we always clap when we receive an offering here at Vernonia Church online. And we do it because, you know what? It, it gives us joy to give back to God some of what he's given to us. And I, I already talked about the uh, Boots on the Ground Christmas offering and some of you are giving to that and 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 what we're doing is we are giving to our church and we're we're giving tithes and offerings and then on top of what we normally do we're giving to this boots on the ground together you no matter who you are no matter where you are you are welcome to join us in this giving uh, god's been moving and god's been working and and we're just so thankful that those of us who have been giving and those of you who have been giving have been able to be a part of what god's doing here at Vernonia Church. And so I'm excited to see what God continues to do with our Christmas offering. And and I'm excited to see what God continues to do as he works through our church to reach out to people and bless people. And so let's pray that God will bless what we do as we give. Oh, by the way, I should probably talk about this. Uh, if if you want to give, uh, you can give at www.vernonia.church at any time. The same website I've been telling you to go and put prayer requests so you can go there and there's a give tab you can click that tab and you can
can give at any time, whether it's during live service or any time. You can go on that and click give, and you can give. And you can even set up automated giving. I automate everything I can in my life, and one of the things I automate is my giving to the church. And so you can do that there. It's a great way to give. Uh, you can also give at any time by uh, type uh, texting to give. And so if you're listening, uh, the number to text to give is just text the word give, G-I-V-E, to 503-376-6646. The number again is 503-376-6646. And if you type give, that will open up our Tithely account and you, and you can give. You, you can give. You can even set up automated giving doing that. And so uh, that's a great way to give, to continue to give to the work that we're doing here at Vernonia Church. I want to encourage you, if you have never given to Vernonia Church, if you've never given to a church, or if this has been your online church and you haven't been giving anywhere else, we would encourage you to give uh, to support the work that we're doing. Even if you just gave a little bit or set up an automated giving, just a just a little bit, every little bit helps and makes a difference. And you know what? You're giving all of you who are giving. It's making a huge difference in the in in spreading the gospel to people who need it and blessing the people in your life and in my life and in our community and around the state and around the world. Uh, so God's doing a great thing through Vernonia Church, and I just want to thank you. That said, let's pray together that God will bless our giving. God, I pray that you will take what we give now and bring honor and glory to you, that you will help people come to know Jesus because of what we give, that our giving will uh, result in people uh, coming to faith, that and that will result to people living happier lives, lives filled with the joy of Christ, that it will result in people living out their faith in, in tough times, that it will result in, in better families and, and husbands and wives and kids. And, and I pray that it will result in just ministry being done. God, all the things that our giving helps do in people's lives, I pray that you will take it and multiply it tenfold. And it's in Jesus' name we all prayed. And everybody said together, Amen. Well, I want to finish off today uh, just by encouraging you to do every 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 time we get together, I like to encourage you to do this. On the count of three, we'll declare it's been a great day. And then we'll add on Merry Christmas. So you ready? One, two, three. It's been a great day. And Merry Christmas. And I hope you have a great day.